Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast, where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor when we feel like it. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we are talking about Season 3, Episode 21, Into Asylum. A.K.A. one of my all-time favorite episodes. Yeah. It's a good one. It is. We don't have any news today. Yeah, we don't, do we? No, I didn't have anything specifically picked out for news. So instead, let's just get right into the episode. You ready, Keisha? I'm prepared. Yes, let's do it. We start off with Mohinder previously. At least I think it was Mohinder. I feel like I kind of spaced out the beginning of this episode. And so I'm like, I think that was Mohinder. And I just typed down Mohinder. That's funny. I don't even have previously. So I just, again, I just believe you. I'm like, okay. (laughs) The only reason I question it is because he's not in the episode. But I swear it was Mohinder. So is that like a way for Sendel to keep cashing those checks? (laughs) I guess. I guess. We start out in Mexico, and I don't know how to pronounce this. What was it, like, Patscaro? Yeah, it looks like uh, Patscaro. I don't know. I think you had the better pronunciation than I did. Okay. All right. And Claire and Nathan are there, and they are getting a hotel room, and we see that Nathan also speaks Spanish. (laughs) He speaks French and Spanish. (laughs) What a a man of culture. (laughs) In, in my notes, I'm like, Nathan can speak a bit of Espanol. Muy caliente. <laughs> and he's like, okay, how many days will this buy us? And he puts some money on the counter and the guy's like, oh, it'll buy you one night unless it's hourly looking at Claire. And he's like, <laughs> Nathan like, looks at him like, I'm her father. <laughs> and Claire's like, oh, my like bio father. <laughs> Biological padre. <laughs> And they leave, and she's like, okay, why Mexico? And he's like, Danko's reach doesn't extend south of the border yet. How the, why, why Hero then? It extended to Japan? Is that just because you had a fucking <sighs> Beaner bot to get Hero Nakamura, Nathan? Entirely possible, because obviously if Hero is out and about, he can just save everyone. Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. So, so Nathan thinks anyway. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know about all of his power struggle, so... If Danko wanted to get you, he'd come get you down there. Yeah, that too. I think they just had the luxury of not knowing where they are. So. Yes. Anyway. As they, they leave, he's like, okay, I saw a cantina on the way down. You want to go get a taco? And Claire points out, with what money? You just gave him the last of our money. And he's like, well, I mean, you know, we should still stick together. And Claire's like, no, I'm going to go for a walk. And he's like, okay, all right, fine, go for a walk. We'll meet later at the cantina. So they're off to a, a spicy start out of mexico <laughs> nice word choice i've been saying spicy all day today about stuff, i know so like, i know i know yeah it's funny in this instance mm-hmm. yeah i just uh I-, I love how well two things first claire's like how are we gonna help everyone else and nate's like oh, i'll work on it i'll make some calls i'll put some things into motion and i'm like oh not non-committal much <laughs> you don't know what the fuck you're gonna do you can't do anything mm-hmm. and uh i mean the second thing of absolute importance is that um, Nathan looks really good in this episode. He so, does. <laughs> just has to be mentioned. If you are a fan of the Nathan Petrelli aesthetic, this is very much your episode. This has been your volume, frankly, but this episode <laughs> in particular, mwah. Okay, yeah, because you get, I mean, we can be incredibly um surface level fangirls for a moment Mm -hmm. you get like a disheveled nathan so you get the the like the five o'clock shadow he's got his flyboy hair it's not all gelled and he's in like his little vest but it's just that's what's left of his little suit and it's like yeah it's it's good Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's a good look (laughs) very good look yep everyone looks really good in this episode (laughs) They do. They do. You're going to hear that sound effect from me a couple times, probably. <laughs> I assumed you played the sound effect because I couldn't hear it. So I just assumed, I'm like, she probably splashed there. <laughs> I did. So let's shift over to Nathan's brother and his mother. Peter and Angela are in New York. They've come down from the Statue of Liberty. And Angela's like, oh, you're, you're such a good son, Peter. And Peter's like, I didn't save you because I'm a good son. I saved you because I need answers. <laughs> and she's like, I don't have them (laughs) but that's why i asked you to bring me here because i need to figure that out and where is here they have gone to some kind of large cathedral so they're going to church take me to church 
Um, I like how uh, Claire and Peter have very similar journeys this episode. I didn't think about that before. Mm-hmm. Where they're just, like, tugging on the sleeve of the people who either have answers or can usually get shit done, and they're not capable of doing so at this time. And having to try to, like, yeah, deal with that Struggle themselves. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those expectations. That's very true. Yeah, when they showed up at the cathedral, I was like, oh, there's that Catholicism jumping right out. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, some interesting settings to, to begin with our uh, first few characters. Yeah. Because there, there well, aren't that many characters in this episode that we follow. No, there really aren't. And I think that's one of the benefits of this episode, how mm-hmm. the script is laid out. We really just have three different stories. Yeah, we've got uh, Nathan and Claire in Mexico, mm-hmm. Angela and Peter in the church, and yeah. this next, uh, our, our next storyline that you're about to get into. Yeah. Uh, well, things kick off with uh, Danko showing up at the scene where there's a dead body. Uh, several dead bodies. Not just any dead bodies. Dead agents. So that's a bit, uh, you know, a bit of a, a panic for them. Uh, Bennett's there, too. We see an agent there who actually vomits from, from the display uh, before him. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, he's so sad because it's his own boys. If it was like a dead special, he probably wouldn't care. <laughs> <laughs> These people are bastards. <laughs> no. Um, they make mention that there was no struggle. There was no scuffle. Each got a bullet to the back of their head. It was, it was just a very weird scene. And the men who were murdered were after a James Martin, who was a teacher. And, like, Bennett says, like, not exactly a trained assassin. Like, this is a really strange situation. Uh, his DNA apparently is in the database, so it set off a red flag. But they don't know what it is he has. They just know he's one of them. He's got the markers. So we see Bennett getting on Danko's ass because of his methods again. <laughs> um, and it's great because he's so right. He's like, you can't do this one-size-fits-all approach with these people. You're mm-hmm. gonna fuck up more than more than you think by by having this you know expectation that this is gonna work with everyone. Um, he talks about how every single one of them requires you know a specific way of handling them. You can't run in without knowing what you're gonna get. And they just you know it's, it's just the Danko and Bennett show just sniffing at each other again, which I I'm all here for. I I can't get enough of that, frankly. And they get into a little bit of like a, well, who needs the win more type of thing? Is it the guy taking over or the guy who was the exposed senator's boy that didn't bring down Rebel when he supposedly <laughs> had the chance? Who needs the win more, Rachel? Who who uh, who really needs who he needs a W on the board? Gosh, I think Danko does, honestly. I do, too. He's really he's kind of a mess this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's starting to get to him because as we've heard and as, you know, they make mention of uh, a few times, this is a guy who doesn't fail. And now he's failing. And that's not good for anybody. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dinko leaves the scene and he goes to sit in his car and he has a cigarette and he really wants to light it. He really wants to light up that cigarette. But then all of a sudden, who should appear in his back seats? <laughs> Fucking out of nowhere. How? We're not ever going to know, because it was the basis of a whole last bonus episode. Go listen to that argument. Siler is in his back seat, and it was like, oh, shit. He was probably just hiding in there, right? Well, stay tuned, motherfuckers, because it's not going to make sense in a minute. Um, right now, Siler is there, and he's like, oh, wow, quite a bloodbath in there, isn't it? He's like, did you get, did you get my gifts? <laughs> Buddy? Friend? Pal? My prezies? Danko's like, yeah, you know, taxidermy bunny and a half-dead puppeteer. Like, those are, those are things you did. Um, Siler tries to convince him that they both want the same thing. Killing people like me. So we should pull our resources. And Danko's like, why the hell would you even offer that? And Siler's like, well, so you fascinate me and you're in way over your head in there. But I can help you if you want. I can find the guy who killed your agents. And so Danko acts like he's listening, like he's, you know, going to take this offer when suddenly the door is locked and he pulls his gun, but Siler's gone. (laughs) And we see on a nearby rooftop, Siler is like far away, just chilling outside in the rain. And he seems very happy with himself. He smirks at the camera 
And uh, we will never fucking know how he did that. Not once, not ever. Astral projection? Short distance teleportation? Who fucking knows? Woosh heroes. Siler can teleport. (laughs) (laughs) If only because it looked like it was touching things. I agree with you. (laughs) Otherwise, I would say it's probably astral projection. (laughs) Why would astral projection make any more sense than his short distance teleportation? I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, it it, it was the most ridiculous thing when it happened on the show. Everyone was like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, they never explain it. They have no intention of doing so. It's just another of his, like, ooh, I'm the boogeyman. I can do anything and be anywhere kind of quirks. Mm Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, they finally had their little meet cute. No more flirting. No more little gifts. Let's get down to it. Well, it's not the last gift, but, you know. Well, that's (laughs) true. (laughs) Um, the, The song at the end there was like, it was like Walking in the Rain. It's like an older song. And I was like, was um, it always this song? And I went and looked up back at um, some past yeah. uh, information, and yes, it was always that song. Yep. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Because uh, he mentions the song, actually, in the scene. He's like, oh, I love this song. He does, like, a little whistle along to it. Mm. It's, um, oh, fuck. It, it says on the captioning when you, like, watch it. Hold on. Just gonna derail the podcast momentarily. Um, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Runaway by Del Shannon. Okay. Okay. With its, like, bouncy little tune, and then, yeah. And and Siler would love this song, because he's an old man in a young man's body. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So this is from, like, the 50s. 60s. Yeah. So, fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Del Shannon and uh, Fleetwood Mac. If you want to know Gabriel Gray's, you know, musical taste. Like, mm-hmm. there it is. Yeah. I was like, gosh, was it this song all the time? But, yeah. I mean, clearly some things about this episode I didn't remember, including one thing that I will mention later. <laughs> Okay. I could mention it now because they've already made an appearance, but I will wait. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I didn't realize who that was. I, I, yeah. He looks different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, Woosh Heroes, we go back to Danko at Building 26, and he's holding up a photo of James Martin, and he makes him the top priority. He slaps him on the top of the board. And he's like, three of our own died. They will not die in vain. Oh, my watch, you know, kind of rhetoric. And as he's pulling the, uh, he's putting the James Martin picture up, he's very slyly taking the Siler one down from the top of the board. <laughs> yep. Like, I, I, I love that. Um, he, again, talks about we need a win. He goes over to Bennett and he's like, I need a plan and do not tell me one of us, one of them. I don't want to hear it. I'm sure Bennett's just been saying it every fucking day. Just, just annoying as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this wouldn't have happened if we had one of them. <laughs> Adjust glasses. Yeah. So... Because Bennett basically says it again without saying it. And he's like, think of it this way. You're co-opting the native population. You're working with the enemy. This is the kind of thing you did overseas. Allegedly. Because, <laughs> you know, Danko and his incredibly top secret files. And so Emil's just like, how could you work with them or trust them? And Bennett's just like, well, who said anything about trust? Their assets, their weapons. Uh, you just, you gotta, you gotta use them and you gotta use whatever it takes to get the caller. Greed, revenge, love, hate, like whatever it takes. And, uh, Bennett mentioning that, uh, Siler might, you know, there's very good reason to believe that he's in the area. And I'm like, oh, Bennett is happening to know where Siler might be. Like, you guys, come on. (laughs) (laughs) You're too, too much. Did he get a gift too? We just didn't see it. (laughs) Mm, uh, (laughs) He's like, this could be the one we both need, you know, if we focus on this. And Danko just turning around, throwing shade, being like, or this could be just another chapter in the big book of you letting him slip through your fingers. (laughs) It is a large book. He's not wrong. Mm -hmm. And so Danko gives Noah another assignment instead. He hands over Angela Petrelli's file. Like, this one, this photo, you do this. Dun dun. That's not good. He's... One of the best men for the job. <laughs> and, they're, and uh, you know, she and Peter are very vulnerable right now. So. Mm-hmm. If only Noah knew that his whole time of him being like, one of us, one of them, one of us, one of them, is now become one of um, Danko's pro-cons right now for working with arguably his least favorite person of all time. <laughs> uh, less than arguably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the thing, right? Is Danko's just working it out out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how do you do that? 
How is that done? They're trying to figure buddy. out. Yeah, and he's yeah, also kind of like use them. he's tailoring it to Danko too, trying to like be like, well, yes. they're like assets. Don't think of them this way when like that might not yep. necessarily be the way Noah always thinks of it. So yeah, because he's tried that approach, mm-hmm. you know. And every time someone's like, "But they're people," Danko just shuts down. He doesn't listen to that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you got to reframe the argument. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um. Let's go back down to Mexico. What's let's head on? on down to the cantina where. <laughs> Nathan continues to give off Han Solo vibes in his little vest and white shirt combo. Oh my god, did you know how much I wanted to, to like, when you said to the cantina, I just wanted to be like, do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Claire comes in and she's got cash now. And he's like, oh, where did this come from? She's like, ah, sold a kidney. <laughs> and, I mean, she could have, Sold but... them both, twice. <laughs> <laughs> she could have, but she didn't, uh... No, she pawned her necklace that she had. She was wearing that her father gave her. Well, her other dad gave her. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't want to necessarily pawn it, but she points out that, you know, Noah is Mr. Survival Skills. And if he knew the situation that they were in and she didn't sell it, he'd probably be upset with her. So good on her there. Mm. And Nathan's like, oh, you know, you didn't have to do that. I've got it under control. Yada, 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 the usual. And... Claire's like, it's just call them. Call them up and tell them to stop. Stop what you started. And this kind of, like, gets Nathan upset because he's just like, ugh, why don't you show me gratitude for your free pass again? Why doesn't everyone get what I'm doing is for the greater good? it's not Nathan, whatever. <laughs> why, why isn't everyone just so happy when I spare them from my own stupidity? Mm-hmm. And she asks again, why Why was I given a free pass? And he's like, oh, I had my reasons. No, like, real, you know, answer. As usual, again, Nathan pulling his Nathan bullshit. Oh, honestly. He takes the cash that she's brought in and he's like, you know what? I'm going to turn it into something more. Because this entire scene, there's been, like, a group of, like, white frat boys behind him doing shots. So he takes the cash and he approaches them. So Nathan's got a plan. We'll see what that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i love a hustle i love a hustle moment yes so mm-hmm. yeah i really liked that claire was like we need money this is what i've got with me i'm gonna pawn this necklace and get some cash so yeah good for her noah would be proud mm-hmm. be like that's my girl <laughs> but you know yeah the the really great line reading that hayden gives about selling her kidneys you fully believe claire for <laughs> yeah like wait, did she <laughs> did she really that's messed with stuff. <laughs> she could have. But, like, but she also could. Mm-hmm. Like, she could just have, like, so much money, it's not even funny. <laughs> I've got a kidney for you. Here you go. <laughs> here's a kidney. Here's a kidney. Everybody gets a kidney. <laughs> Back to New York. Okay. We are in the church now, and mass is happening. Peter and Angela kind of, like, slip on in. And... Peter's like, you know, do you really think that Sanctuary is going to stop these agents? And Angela's not there for Sanctuary. She's there because she has a big problem. She can't sleep. And she needs to sleep in order to dream, in order to see what's going to happen and guide her where she needs to go next. And she can't just, like, take some pills and fall asleep. No, it has to be natural and it has to be earned for the dreams to (laughs) mean anything. That's a fun little, like, condition. Yeah, yeah. She picked this church in particular because she's always found peace at this church. This is the church where she and Arthur were married. This is the church where Peter had his communion. This is the church where Nana had their funeral. <laughs> there used to be love in this family once. And so Peter's like, okay, well, did you come to be forgiven? And she's like, I don't know. So very patrilliful history of this church, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Um I love what Angela's like, I can't sleep, and Peter just immediately is like, take a pill. <laughs> like, I mean, like, it's like two reasons. One, his medical training, but two, isn't that just like a rich white people thing? <laughs> like, just take some sleeping pills. <laughs> just take some pills and go to bed. Yeah, take an Ambien. <clears throat> Pretty much. <laughs> and I do mean rich white people. Do you know how much it costs to run out a cathedral like that for a wedding mm-hmm. or anything? Like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your privilege is just, it's all over the place. You're just dripping in it. Um, Yeah, just soaked in it. Which comes up again later, so. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, back to Mexico, briefly. We see that Nathan is now doing tequila shots with the college guys. uh, In, like I said, a very hustle kind of way. 
trying to do a last man standing uh, sort of thing where whoever survives drinking that much alcohol uh, gets all the money in the pot. So they just keep upping the bet. Uh, He claims he can do this because he used to do it in the Philippines for shore leave money all the time. So like back when he was in the Navy. And Claire's a little anxious about it because, you know, he, he's not the healer. Um, <laughs> he really shouldn't be doing this. Uh, he's not exactly a 20-year-old either anymore. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it's such a, oh my God, though. It's such a self-flagellation like kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah. For him to just destroy himself because he's feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. Like. So yeah, that's how Nathan's going to get them uh, a little walking around money. So he, so he thinks. Yeah. Easy, he thinks. Easy. <laughs> you're fully not a young man anymore dude <laughs> like to his credit he he does really well though yes later on we see but still um back in building two six mm-hmm. we see danko and he's still holding that siler photo he's just holding it all morning you can see him just like holding it drinking a coffee holding it eating a bagel <laughs> like just you know really just thinking about it just thinking about what he might choose to do and we see uh the guy from earlier checks in. His name is Jenkins, Agent Jenkins. And he's just like, oh, you know, do you need anything for me? He's like, no, I'll just go, you know, just, you know, you're fine. Like, go rest because, you know, he got all sick at the, at the scene and everything. And Jenkins just wants to, you know, thank him for understanding and for everything he does. Da, da, da. And it all is just one big way to shake the man's hand. And if you know anything about anything, you're just like, oh, this is suspicious. <laughs> like, what, what is, who's this rando getting all this scene time? Like, yeah, he shakes Dinko's hand. They make a big meal of it. They really, like, zoom in on it and everything. And a phone rings nearby. And it's on a box. And we see Siler's calling. And Danko is clearly spooked that he got into that building. <laughs> like, he looks like, but what? <laughs> when he realizes that Siler left that box and that phone there. It's like, oh, shit. Um, Siler's response being, you'd be surprised what you can do with a lifted ID badge, a $4 tie, and a West Baltimore accent. <laughs> For all you people who remember his lovely days uh, working with Noah Bennett, <laughs> limited though they were. Uh, Siler is getting his life in this episode, okay? He is just having a hell of a time, and I love it. Mm -hmm. I am just so here for it. He's like, I've done some homework on your killer. He claimed another life, but the body was stashed. You missed it. I found it, of course, so uh, you should probably look in the box. And, you know, if everyone's seen Seven, it's like, oh, what's in the box? Uh, It's very much an homage to that, because it's a head. And it's not just any head. It's the severed head of the real Agent Jenkins. Oh, shit. James Martin is a shapeshifter. That's that's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's real hard to deal with. And fake Jenkins bails as this is all going down. Fakins, as I call him. <laughs> um, so... so- before you yeah. go on to, because we had a commercial break before you finish the scene. We did. Yes. Agent Jenkins mm-hmm. is played by Kevin Alejandro. And the realization that, wait a minute, Kevin Alejandro's in this? <laughs> was like, <laughs> had me distracted for like half the episode. Because I'm like, did I remember he was in this? Did I just forget that he was in this? Because this was before, for people who don't Everything. know who Kevin Alejandro is. Yeah. He was in True Blood. I don't remember. What was his character's mm-hmm. name in True Blood? He was, um, he was uh, Lafayette's boyfriend. Yeah, but I don't Jesus. remember what his character name is. Jesus. There you go. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And more, more recently, he is in Lucifer. He's Dan on Lucifer. And uh, he was really great on Southland, too. There you go. If you can, if you, if you like a cop show, that's like one of the best ones. So, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, Kevin Alejandro's in this? <laughs> <laughs> You, she she left me a message on Discord while she was watching, and I was like, oh, sweet. And I go to watch the episode, and I didn't recognize him, because he looks very different. And uh, he always looks different when he's clean-shaven. It's like a thing, mm-hmm. Kevin Alejandro. He looks like a different person. And so the whole episode, I was like, I don't see no Kevin Alejandro. <laughs> and then she told me it was Jenkins, and I was like, son of a bitch, you're right. In his first scene when he was, like, puking and stuff, I was like, God, that guy looks familiar. And then, like... During Danko's speech, I was like, is that fucking Kevin Alejandro? And then I waited for the credits to roll, like, in the beginning, and he gets, like, one of the early roll credits, and I was like, oh my god, it is Kevin Alejandro. You know, I have to wonder if, uh, I didn't even think to look, 
you know, in terms of like, oh, this guy might be familiar. Because every time I feel that way about like a background agent or something, it's like, this person hasn't been in anything. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm always like disappointed. So, yeah, that was Kevin Alejandro. He's been in lots of stuff. Yeah. He could be in the running for our uh, biggest guest star on Heroes (laughs) competition. He still loses to someone who's coming up in season, yeah, season four, volume five. I mean, you know, they 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 also get more time than he does in this episode. So that's true. So that's a big part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The person she's talking about, I said they were on Heroes, and she was like, "What?" This is another one. I was (laughs) like, "I had no idea." No, like that one, I actually remembered. I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Real fun little guest star for for those who notice. So we have a commercial break, like Rachel said, and then we give chase. We go after the guy. Danko is fully after him, you know, firing his gun at him and everything. Just right there in the parking uh, garage, which is probably not smart. Uh, And then Fakens, he touches a janitor as he's running. And he changes into him down the way. Because it just takes a touch, apparently. And they grab the real janitor just in case. Because, you know, anybody at this point could be him. Oh, it's like the thing. To, you know, like, right right in the nick of time, James Martin is able to escape into the crowd outside of the parking garage in the rainstorm that will never stop. And is also in D.C. and New York at the same time? Yeah, I'd buy that. I guess so. Close enough. Because big... I was complaining about it. Yeah. 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 I was like, do they have a separate Building 26 elsewhere? Because, but no. Uh, well, you know, rain machines are expensive. You gotta use that fucking thing. <laughs> so. Get all the use you're going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, another 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 L for for Danko who really needs a W. Yeah, it's probably going to get pretty desperate to get that W. Increasingly so. Hmm. We, we won't we won't concern ourselves with that at the moment. Nah. Uh, how are things going at the cathedral? Well, like you just mentioned, it's the rain that never ends, and poor Angela <laughs> is soaking wet trying to find herself there, and. Peter, the good son, <laughs> not the one getting trashed in Mexico, the good son who saved his mother. Peter the Samaritan. Yeah. He brings his mother a coat that he found back in the donations, and he's like, it looks like something that you would wear. And she's like, it should, because it's mine. I donated it last week. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm supposed to go to someone who needs it. And Peter's like, you know, you need it. And he also didn't know she was still active, an active member of the church. Mm. And she's like, nah, you know, little things, it's not the same. And she's kind of like sitting there. And she's like, ugh. She's trying to get through to Peter now. She's like feeling very bad about how things went with her family. Father and I supported you, but we didn't give you support. I should have told you the truth earlier and comforted you because you had questions. I just didn't give them to you. And you must hate me for it. And Peter doesn't say yes or no right away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> instead he's like i want to get you some tea to help you sleep but then he does tell her no i don't hate you because no matter what happens you're still my mother angela comes back with unconditional love isn't love at all oh boy oh angie she's really fi- she is down she is very down on herself right now she is though we've never seen angela quite like this no she's at her lowest low right now mm-hmm um, how's, how is the other Petrelli who's destroying themselves over guilt doing? Yeah, he's destroying his liver. He is getting trashed right now. And it's just him and another frat guy. Speaking of, like, guest people, I also thought the frat guy he was against looked familiar, but I couldn't figure out who it was, so. True story. I thought that the frat guy might be Kevin Alejandro, and I was like, that doesn't look like <laughs> No. He looks familiar from something else, but I didn't recognize any other names in the end credits, but that could have been someone in early credit that I was too distracted by Kevin Alejandro to freaking notice. (laughs) You're just in a room, like, muttering to yourself, Kevin Alejandro. (laughs) (laughs) On my heroes? (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Nathan's down to one frat guy. Claire's like, you know what, guys? You you both did great. Maybe we should just call this a draw. And Nathan refuses that. He can do it. Your other dad isn't the only one who can do stuff, you know. Ooh, boy. Ooh, 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 There's daddy rivalry in this episode. Uh, (laughs) And right after he says that, though, he, like, passes out. (laughs) And the college guy's like, well, better get your old man to bed. (laughs) Claire's kind of freaking out, like, there goes all our money. She's like, how about a rematch? And here, here, we'll bet, she bets Nathan's watch. 
on the rematch. And the frat guy's like, nah, you know, I'm 22 shots deep. You're kind of late to the party. And she's like, mm, well, you got, I guess I'll start catching up then. And she starts doing shots. So now Claire's going to take over. Going to put her liver to good use. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the thing that's so funny about Nathan being so stubborn. Is It's like, hello, your answer is waiting in the corner with a regenerating liver. <laughs> like, he probably didn't think of that. I know. Like, honestly, it never came to his head all the different things that, like, her ability means. I'm trying to figure out how much alcohol content is 22 shots of tequila. I'm trying to see just how, just how, uh, turnt Mr. Petrelli got, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I found vodka, and it's like, the upper cap for men is 10 shots of vodka. Exceeding this, they will be extremely drunk, so, you know. <laughs> Duh. I want to know when it gets dangerous. Obviously, it's dangerous, but, no. All depends on the build and shit, you know? Yeah, and the tolerance. And, I mean, he drinks scotch, like, all the fucking time. It's not like he doesn't drink, yeah. so. Yeah. Like you said, he used to do this all the time on shore leave, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's not his first rodeo. No, it's not. But yeah, I love Claire just like, well, I guess I better catch up. Like, oh, go go Claire. She's great in this episode. I'm a fan. Even though she's like, it's a, she's 17. She low-key's like, you know, taking her shirt off. Like, yeah, boys, yeah, we'll just do this. Come on. You know you are. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I, I could just, I could just hear you doing your Sandra voice. Like, she's 17. <laughs> to be fair, though, the guys there weren't like being creepy with her. No, and they never are. Mm-mm. I love the like weird heart to heart later. I was like, that's that's really nice. <laughs> yeah, you know? Finding random nice frat guys in in Mexico. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thought it? Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> not you. Yeah, not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, um, back in DC. We open up the scene with Siler just dead-ass strolling into James Martin's place. I- I'm pretty sure the door wasn't lo- uh, locked. I think we're going into our fine tradition of unlocked doors on Heroes. Mm-hmm. And he strolls right in, and he's getting ready to look at, you know, his shit. And Danko comes up behind him with his gun leveled, like, you're not the only person who can get the drop on somebody. And he accuses Siler of just, like, fucking salivating over the idea of having shape-shifting as a power. And Denko's like, I know you. I've read your file. How you like to take on accents, affectations, play characters. And Styler's just like, it's fun. (laughs) Let him have a little fun. God, he got sold as a child. So uh, (laughs) I bet that was in my file. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. (laughs) And Denko's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Red Wagon. We know all about it. Um, (laughs) So... Danko's like, no, it's sad. You're so desperate to be someone else other than you. And so he thinks this is his escape hatch to be able to be anyone else. And, you know, he's got his gun leveled. And and Siler's just like, you know what? The part of the brain that you'd have to hit to kill me right now is microscopic. Okay? Like, you know, with your little fucking posturing over here. But Danko knows it wouldn't just be that. He knows that he has to jam something into the sweet spot, too, to sort of, you know, keep him shut down, as it were. And uh, Sailor's just pleased with this interaction. You know, he, he hasn't had this kind of tete-a-tete in a while. Uh, Danko's like, maybe you're all the one I need. You know, you're the white whale. And Siler, I love how he's just like, you know, we're just in metaphor land. He's like, hmm, maybe not. Maybe I'm the goose that lays the golden egg because I can round them all up. And Danko's like, oh, are you saying I can't? You know, just, like, fucking pissing contest. And he's <laughs> like, what did you do today, Emil? What did you do? <laughs> think. Think, Mark. Think. That's going to be really funny for those people who know the Invincible meme. Um, <laughs> you chased a, ship sh- a shapeshifter. You don't chase a shapeshifter. And he literally makes the face like, uh, duh. <laughs> and he's like, here's what I can do. I could help you. I could find them all. It's what I fucking do. And then you can take your shot if you feel like you still need to. And I love Danko just leveling the gun right out of his forehead. Oh, the nerve. It do take nerve. And Siler, okay, he lives for this shit. Rachel, oh my god. He hasn't had it in a while either. He needs this. It's like his fuel. He needs an angry Mohinder. He needs to be bested by Peter Petrelli. He needs to go back and forth with Bennett. It's what keeps him going mm-hmm. and interested in all of this. When he doesn't have it, he just gets all floaty and like just real existential and, you know, 
just unfocused and no goals. This this I like. This is the Siler I like. That's one of the reasons I love this episode so much. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like they really have a good uh, a good bead on him. So yeah, he needs his back and forth. He does. He needs the drama. <laughs> but it has to be someone on his level because Luke didn't do it. For yes. Him. Oh God, no. He was an absolute pipsqueak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. He needs someone like a Dango. He, he's like, yeah, this is this is what this is what's worth my time for now until I get bored, and then I'll kill you too. That's what I want. It's someone that he can start on square one with who doesn't automatically hate him for a murder he's committed. That's true. Um, Yeah, he killed his men, but it's not like a personal murder. (laughs) He didn't kill a father or something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, he killed his men and he could make all these big speeches about like, oh, our our men, our our family, if you will. We need to get them back. Dinko doesn't give a good goddamn. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. cannon fodder, baby. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts about their little apartment meeting? Not yet, no. So going back into the church, we see um, Angela's praying, and Peter just kind of leads her to it. And he goes over, and he's looking at the candles, and he looks up at, you know, it's like a Jesus statue. And he does a prayer of his own. And this is one of the very best Milo Ventimiglia scenes in the show. Um, whenever people are like, oh, nothing past season one is worth anyone's time. This is one of the things I always think of first in my head is Milo just knocking this out of the fucking park. Cause not only is it great acting, but it just really works with where Peter would be at as a character Mm -hmm. after everything he's been through. It's such good writing. And so if you'll allow me, I wrote the whole thing down. Please do. (laughs) Yes. I asked to be extraordinary. And I promised to make the world a better place. So when I got my chance, I lived up to my end of the bargain. And then he just glares upward at the ceiling. And he's like, for what? I'm running for my life. A lot of people are running for their lives. They're hurt and they're dying. And I can't, and his voice like catches, I can't help them. Do you even care what you put people through? I mean, when I kneel here before you and I ask for help, do you even listen? And I'm tired of fighting. And I'm angry. I'm angry at my father, Nathan, and my mother. And at you. We had a deal. And I think it's about time you lived up to your end. Please, just show up. And suddenly, a gust of wind blows the candles out in front of him. And we look and see that agents are walking into the cathedral. They have arrived. So Peter gets Angela and they go and hide in the confessional. Really need you now, God. (laughs) If you're going to do something, this would be the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just his like, oh, God, it's so good. It's one of the best Peter Petrelli character moments. It's amazing. It's really good. Yep, yep. Nothing like an angry, lapsed Catholic. (laughs) Very parallel as well to, like, Nathan's cathedral scene in, like, uh, season two. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I just, yeah, it's just such an interesting thing to see, you know, Peter helpless and scared and angry and kind of bitter and he really should be at this point Mm -hmm. it makes sense so he has every right to be exactly uh yeah so they're they're hiding in the confessional not like the best hiding place but uh hopefully it works out i love that when the men came in the priest was all like what are you doing why are you here yeah like (laughs) Yeah, exactly, because they're like, you're harboring fugitives, and the priest is like, I don't care. <laughs> like, you don't do this. Yeah, get the fuck out. <laughs> what, Peter, what Peter mentioned early, sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a thing. So, well, how's how's Siler and his new best friend? How are they doing? Are they getting along? Well, Siler's being a real shit right now, and he's just, like, slapping books off of James's <laughs> floating shelves. And Danko is not thrilled with Siler's method right now. He's like, we are wasting time. He's got to be, like halfway across the country by now and siler knows that he has not left the city yet we all crave routine we just gotta figure out what his is you can tell everything about a person from their belongings little flashback to season one siler's apartment (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh very that Mm -hmm. yeah he mocks danko because he's like i thought you would be better at this because you're a shapeshifter too you have nothing to uh define you and he goes into the closet 
And he's like, okay, look at this. This closet right here is full of costumes. You have an Armani suit, some nurse's scrubs. He's trying on personalities like clothes, like costumes, literally. (laughs) And what's the common denominator? It's power. Roles that give him something he'd want but couldn't have. (laughs) And it's like, huh, to screw people or to screw people? Uh, and why not both? he even laughs at his own joke <laughs> he chuckles at his own joke he's like eh. <laughs> he hands danko uh, a bunch of photos he's like you notice something well it's a bunch of photos of a bunch of different guys and a bunch of hot ladies well turns out these bunch of hot guys aren't are all the same guy it's all james and at the same time they're looking around they both pick up a matchbook for a club the Garden of Eden, so they know where he most likely has gone next. <laughs> oh, man. When they find the photos, and uh, Siler says that he's with different women of allure. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was like, at least he didn't say females, I guess. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what kind of what kind of weird way to describe a person? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Siler, Siler, Siler. That's... That it, that's that is a weird way to describe people. Yeah. Yeah. I'd allege he's a virgin, but we know that's not true. <laughs> yeah, we know it ain't true. We've mm-hmm. seen it. We've seen it. Noah Bennett has seen it. No one's seen it. <laughs> Got to. <sighs> oh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love Siler wrecking his shit. I love that so much. Just breaking stuff. <laughs> he doesn't care. He never cares. Yeah, he'll stick you to a wall with utensils. He doesn't care. No, it's like when he was going through Mary and Luke's mail. He doesn't give mm-hmm, a fuck. Mm-hmm. Drinking from their freaking coffee. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Were you not taught any manners, child? <laughs> <laughs> God, I bet you, well, I mean, like, we saw, like, the plastic on the furniture kind of life he had. So, now this is his way of just being like, I'm gonna leave a mess everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Do what I want. Pent-up mess. Yeah, yeah pent-up mess. Isn't that just Siler in a nutshell? It really is, so. <laughs> well, back to Mexico? Back to Mexico. We've got Claire knocking back shots. <laughs> And the frat guy's like, geez, what do you weigh, a buck ten? And she's like, excuse me? He's like, look, look, I'm just saying, you don't even look drunk. And so she then puts on, like, oh, no, I'm drunk, ha, 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 you know? You're just jealous, I caught up. After I put your old man to sleep, and they're both kind of, well, he's kind of, like, leaning against the table, and he's like, you know what? Your, your, your father, he's like, he seems, he's pretty slick, but he seems like a good guy, you know? And... He's like, I get this whole relationship thing. You know, my parents are divorced, too. So the, the guy thinks he understands, like, what's happening here. <laughs> and she's, like, talking to the guy. Like, well, it's not quite like that. And then while she does that, the other guy, like, hits the floor. And she's like, well, okay, yay, I won. So she's like, gonna take all the money. And she's, like, waking up Nathan, like, <laughs> okay, it's time to go. We gotta go, buddy. We got the money. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Dad. <laughs> and she's trying to scooch him on out of there. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, she's all, like, she correctly called out that he tends to bite off more than he can chew. I was like, yeah, too true. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he obviously wants to be a good guy. Free passes and swooping in to take me to Mexico. I was like, aw, Claire. She she knows that he has good intentions, but, you know, that doesn't matter at a certain point. Or does it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it matters if you can fix the mess. Yeah. She's just, he's got to fix it. Dang it. It has to fix it. She's confusing him with Siler. Fair. <laughs> Siler can fix it. He's Bob the Builder, I guess. Um, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> anyway. Mm. How's it going in the church? Not great. Uh, the agents are going through the pews. They're hunting for Peter and Angela. She tries to apologize and he's like, shut up. <laughs> They're going to hear us. This is not. We got to be quiet. And she's like, no, you're going to hear this because I don't know how much longer we're going to have. Um, she says that uh, when she was younger, she actually wanted to be a teacher before she ever manifested her powers. But then she, you know, did 
uh, her, her powers presented themselves and she saw dreams uh dreams of blood and destruction dreams of apocalypse basically and no one would listen and so she had to make people listen and she did it with lies and manipulation and betrayal and she says it cost me everything my friends my husband my boys she's just you know she just needs to have her peace said and right when this occurs who opens the door on them but noah fucking <laughs> <laughs> And there's this really tense moment where Peter and Angela are both staring at him. And Peter's like, gives his little hand gesture, like, don't, <laughs> like, don't say it. And lo and behold, it is a miracle. It is an act of God. It is Bennett not wanting to deal with paperwork. Uh, he says, he says all clear. And he turns around and closes the door and they are safe. Because they are leaving the building. He really was hoping they weren't in there when he opened that door. Oh, absolutely. Because he saw yeah. them and was like... <sighs> <laughs> yeah. All clear. <laughs> I, I like I like the look in Peter's eyes. Just like, <laughs> you know whenever you mess with me, it's not good, Noah. <laughs> like, it's just not going to be good. Just walk away. <laughs> I might only be able to fly, but I'm feisty. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm a feisty young man. Don't you touch my mama. <laughs> I'll fight you. <laughs> he will. He'll burst out of the other side of that so fast. Mm-hmm. Luckily, he didn't have to. <sighs> no, he didn't. So, Keisha. Yes. Shall we go to the club? <sighs> we must. Take us there. <laughs> I will. Because Siler and Danko go clubbing. That's it. That's the <laughs> sentence. It's a fucking dream. It's not even like a fanfic prompt from Live Journal. That's just a thing that happened on mm-hmm. the show. Um, they are having a classic, like, club or bar scene where they're having to yell everything, (laughs) which is always great. They're looking around, trying to figure out, like, who he might be, and suddenly Danko spots, well, himself, (laughs) because if you recall, Fakens touched his hand when he shook his hand, you know, keeping him in his little backlog of potential shapes to shift into. So, yeah, he is uh, watching himself flirt with this woman. And Siler is so amused in this moment. <laughs> he's having the best night of his life. He's he's loving it. Uh, he's like, it fits the profile, you know, position of power, authority, significance. And, you know, they're, they're heading after him. And it's like, don't chase him, goddammit. <laughs> like, just, you know, we got to figure out what we're going to do. And I love how Siler says, he's after power. He thinks that's something you have. <laughs> just a dick all throughout it's great and he's trying to convert the power into love huh he's a better you than you because he's seems like he's doing very well with with said um attractive brunette and uh he's fully like making out with her and everything and then suddenly realizes oh shit he's been spotted so he bails and they begin the hunt how do you catch a shapeshifter yep there's two dankos there's two how fun for uh, Jellico Ivanic, though, to get to do something so mm-hmm, different. Because mm-hmm. Siler sees him first and he laughs. Yes, he does. Guess who's here? You'll recognize him. Tango's like, who is it? Yep. <laughs> and sees himself like, oh, shit. He's so tickled. He's tickled. That's the way I can describe Siler throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. Just some boys oh. having fun. It's Yes. It's Siler's new daddy. Or yes. his upgraded Luke, do disciple. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah, this one isn't like, take me for a milkshake or whatever. So I want a milkshake and I want to go like rob some grannies. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> no. He wants to kill me. I enjoy that. <laughs> oh, I love when they want to kill me and they can't. They're so adorable. <laughs> I want to pinch their cheeks. Oh my God. It's very that. Oh, he. that's the only interaction he cares mm-hmm. for at this time. Boy. Back down to Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Claire is taking Nathan back to the hotel room. And as they get in, she's like, never fly in this condition. <laughs> <laughs> and as we were talking earlier, Nathan is like, how are you not in this condition as well? And tissue regeneration includes her liver tissue. And he just like gets quiet and he's like, you know, yeah, really didn't I didn't know that. And he starts apologizing for himself. She helps him, try to, tries to help him get to bed, get his best off. And he's like, ugh, I really messed up, didn't I? 
and Claire's just like, I don't want to deal with drunk men right now. It's fine. Just don't worry about it right now. And But, you know, he's got the booze in him, so he's he's going to get to talking. It's not all like Nathan quiet, like, I'll handle it. He's actually going to pour a little, little out for Claire right now. Oh, yeah. Honesty. You know what you did when I learned about you? What I always do. I denied there was a problem. Truth is, Claire, I get a pit in my stomach every time I think of you. I thought, hey, maybe if I kept distance when the time was right, we'd catch up. But look at you. I've missed my chance. You're all grown up. And Claire's like, hardly. (laughs) And then he's like, oh, Claire, do you want to know why I gave you a free pass? Here's the answer. Because he thought he could win her over with just one move. (laughs) Which, again, we're like, I think even Noah was like, you can't do it. Claire's going to hate you, bro. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, you know, didn't want to listen to the man who's raised her, but whatever. Um... (laughs) Even now, he's using her as an excuse to hide behind the mess that he made. And he lays down, and he's like, "Mm, everyone's counting on me to fix it, and I'm gonna try. I'm gonna fix it for everybody. Peter, my mom, you, gonna fix it all. And he kind of, like, falls asleep, (laughs) and Claire is, like, in fucking tears right now. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. And she finds a blanket and puts it on him, and yeah. I love when he says he's going to fix it and he's like, everybody, Peter, my ma. He still says mm. ma. It's such a wonderful Nathanism. Yeah, that is true. It's like, I, I, I hate, I hate so much when there's a writer on the show who makes him say like mom or something. I'm like, no, he says that ma. That is true. Nathan says ma. ma. <laughs> Peter says mm-hmm. mom. <laughs> oh man. All these, all these confessionals with the fucking Petrellis. This yeah. <laughs> Angela out of fear. Nathan out of alcohol. <laughs> Peter out of helplessness and mm-hmm. anger mm-hmm. <laughs> and frustration. After that emotional journey, we're going to go back to the club. And Danko's at the bar. Is Danko at the bar and Siler comes up? See, this is a case of Rachel doesn't take good Siler because uh, she thinks Keisha's going to have it. But the way this episode shook out, Rachel um, has to do Siler stuff. So Yes. Um, yes. Because Siler pops up kind of like, oh, kind of awkwardly when they're like, I lost him. Yeah. yeah. So yeah Danko's at the bar. Siler rolls up. Danko says, I lost him. Sire's like, oh yeah, me too. Guess he's gone for good this time. So like, all right, let's go. And Siler is kind of confused why Danko's like, oh, let's let's go? What do you mean? And he follows Danko outside. And Danko turns around and shoots him in the chest. And who comes running up behind him but actual Siler? <laughs> he killed him. No, I didn't. He's still alive. And so- Oh my god. <laughs> that moment? That fucking moment? You can't gloss over the moment of their ultimate friendship becoming a thing when he's like, no, he's still alive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you can do your thing, friend. (laughs) Siler's face of glee. (laughs) It gets even more gleeful, though, after Danko asks him another question, which Mm -hmm. is like, wait, can you do it without leaving the, the thing? Like, he motions to his head, and oh my god, Siler is fucking stoked right now. He's like, oh, this is going to be a delight. It's, he's so thrilled. And we get a little thing at the end where we get to fake Siler screaming. Little little cowardly mm-hmm. Quinto. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's excellent. Can you do it without leaving the... <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh! Siler's <laughs> got a new friend. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He does. That's everything he wants oh. with, like, anyone, my lord. Yes. Yes. Best day ever. For now. Mm-hmm. He's having a great day. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, that For Siler, that thing when you go out to the club with your wingman and the only person you go home with is yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I also just, you know, again, very surface level. Yeah, obviously James Martin was going to see fucking Quinto and be like, that's an upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> the scene plays out, though, also where you're like... You think Siler is moving up to Danko and Danko's trying to play it off like, oh, I'm the fake Danko's trying to be the real Danko. And then you get the reveal like, oh, wait, no, it was Siler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he was going to shoot Danko. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Siler ain't got no time for no guns. Nah, nah, nah. nah. <laughs> oh, good, good good, Lord. Those two. I, I look forward to their fun misadventure. <laughs> Indeed. Well, how about a little morning after for all the Petrellis involved? Sounds great. Well, first in Mexico, we have Nathan and Claire. And Nathan's like, oh, you bailed me out with those kids. And uh, Claire's like, yeah, well, you know. And she's like, so are we going to go straight to Washington? Or, you know, like, what, what's the plan? What are we doing? And Nathan's like, I, I, I didn't make any calls. I don't have any friends on the hill at the moment. 
he admits, finally, he's like, I, I don't know what to do. I overreached, I screwed up, and now it's way beyond my control. Some things are bigger than one man. No fucking shit, Nathan. If I wish I knew your middle name and I could call you that, Petrelli, because, like, god damn, your big epiphany in this moment. Daphne could still be alive if not for you. <laughs> She'd find a way to walk in the fridge, let's be real. Justice for Daphne, justice for Daphne. <laughs> I just rip open my shirt and I have a Justice for Daphne <laughs> shirt on. <laughs> oh, God. So Claire's like, you know what? I often thought about you. Like, I thought about what my real dad could be like, who he could be, you know. And I met you and you were more amazing than anything I could have imagined. You could do anything you want. You can fly. Everyone thinks that's so much cooler than Nathan mm-hmm. does. <laughs> like, yeah. And she's fully crying in this moment, by the way. And she's like, you were supposed to be Superman. Like, what the hell happened? I am disappointed. Mm-hmm. It's a big oof. Big oof for hungover Nathan in this moment. Mm-hmm. Poor Claire. And Any comment Poor about Claire. that? Well, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> at the beginning of the scene, Claire is sleeping in a chair. And Nathan is already awake, being handsome and smug, leaning against the wall while she wakes up. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Handsome and smug, indeed. <laughs> and then that gets broken down real quick. <laughs> it's like, if I may, just like, you know, why, like, Siler always ends up being Nathan in all the features. Because they both do handsome and smug really well. It's not a hard, it's not mm-hmm. a big leap. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, but if we want to take a moment, he just killed a shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> Everything's head. I, I wonder. Here's gone. <laughs> I wonder if the harbinger of doom that is five years gone may still occur. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because a lot of stuff from it is happening right now. Yeah, fate's interconnected. Mm, Yep. Can't can't avoid it. Well, back in our little cathedral setting in New York, uh, Angela finally got some real sleep. She's she's like, fell asleep in the pew. She's against Peter right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And she tells him that she had a dream. And he's like, what about? And and she's like, that. And she looks up at a stained glass window of, like, a woman. I don't know who that's supposed to be. Is it, like, a... It's an angel. Oh, okay. That's not how they look, but all right. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, about that. Or should I say her? And she's being really vague. And she's like, I know what we have to do now. We need to go find Nathan and Claire. Got to bring the family together. And then we got to visit my sister. Peter's like, sister? (laughs) Like, I've grown up with you my whole life. Where where did this sister come from? (laughs) And Angela, they they stand up, you know, they're getting ready to go. And she gives Peter a little slap. And it's like the best little, like, she's doing all right. She's getting back. She's, you know, she's getting her groove back, as it were. (laughs) Slapping around Peter. (laughs) I forgot that she did that. I was like, oh, she gave him a little slap. A little love slap. Nostalgia. A little tap. Like, I don't need your judgments about my freaking hidden sister. Yeah, I can have a hidden family member all I want. God. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, a little, little moment there. They've got a plan. At least someone has a plan. Yeah. Um, and we see Claire and Nathan one mm-hmm. more time. And Claire is waiting at a bus stop, and Nathan strolls up to her. Again, handsome and smug. Very the way to describe him mm-hmm. at this moment. And he's like, well, what are you doing? And she's like, there's a quarter past Ocho to San Diego. <laughs> With her, like, fucking high school Spanish. I love it. <laughs> and Nathan, he's like, oh, well, well, what time is it right now? Kind of thing. And, and, you know, he doesn't have his watch. That fancy watch that was brought up at, at the bar. Because he went and pawned it. And he got her her Bennett necklace back. Which is, like, a sweet thing for him to do. It doesn't change the fact that he straight up put people on a plane to put them in a supermax prison where some people died. But, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I I told you what John Oliver called uh, George W. Bush, mm-hmm. right? Because I, it, <laughs> it makes me think of Nathan in this moment. Like, aw, Nathan is the world's most adorable human rights violation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well put, well put. Yeah. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, So he's like, well, I'm heading back up. You coming? They're gonna they're gonna head off together. They decided. Yeah, 
And uh, yeah, we're, we're bringing the Petrellis back together in the future, it looks like. That'll be interesting, considering all that's occurred. Yeah. I wonder if Peter will try to punch his brother. <laughs> I hope so. He deserves it. Me too. Yes, he, he fucking does. It. And you buy a souvenir for Peter? Because he's going to be pissed. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, let's uh, let's 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 close it up. Yeah. yeah. So Noah walks up to a body bag that is right by Danko, and he unzips it, and who is inside <laughs> but Siler? And Noah is just like, "Holy shit!" And he turns his head, and sees <laughs> the knife is back there, and Noah is gobsmacked right now. Yes. A woman walks by him, an agent, and she's like, are you okay? And Noah does not look okay, so it's, you, you see why she did. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He is shook. Yes. He's like the, the definition of shook at this moment. We cut away from him to seeing Angela and Peter leave the church hand in hand. Just for a hot second, they're, they're on their way, because there's some song over this, I don't know what song it was. So I didn't, I didn't make a note of it. Uh, we cut back to Danko, trying to get, like, have a cigarette again. And the lady agent getting in the car with him. And she snatches the cigarette from his hand. Those things will kill you. And Danko asks, how did it feel zipping up that body bag? And the lady leans back in the seat and shifts into Siler. Cathartic. (laughs) Poetic. Tactically fortunate. It'll be easier for us to operate (laughs) if everyone thinks I'm dead. And Danko's like watching him like the whole time. If we do this and you succeed, you'd be the only one left. And Cyrus like, hmm, funny how that works. To be continued. Oh, man. I love that. If we succeed, you'd be the only one left. Yeah, his little smirk when he, you know, when you realize part of the plan is Siler wants to be the only special left. So his desire is to be not the most special, but the only special. Well, there's only one way to feel about that. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, that little that, that little, little rascal. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to be, you know, the very best. He wants to be the only one. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not good. And potentially not possible, but you know. Well, sure. Yeah, I, I love how Noah was just like completely thrown off by seeing Siler in a body bag. His gift from Danko. <laughs> not only is it a gift, it's such a fuck you. <laughs> like, that's oh, not that hard. <laughs> yeah, pff, I did it. Here's my win. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Eat it like your sad bowl of bachelor cold cereal. I yeah. got Siler. You couldn't get fucking Angela Petrelli. Couldn't get an mm. old lady. And I brought down the serial killer. Hell Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love it. This is such a great episode. Definitely a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It slapped, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 dare I say it slaps? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, volume four, people sleeping on it. It's a good volume. Yes. Yes, absolutely. There's a lot of really good episodes in volume four. People just got pissed that shit. Nathan was the villain. Oh, <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> People really didn't know. They were really up in their feelings about that. But it makes sense. Mm-hmm, so. mm-hmm. Up to and including his, like, being a half-assed villain. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why it works. So. Mm-hmm. I got so jazzed about this episode that I'm like, wait, what's next week? Like, I don't even remember which episode. I have zero idea as well what next week is. We are getting toward the end of season three. So. Yeah. Can you believe? I mean, we're, we're right there. Mm-hmm. We're close. We're in the 20s for for episode numbers. So let's get to our socials. Yeah. All right. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Eclipse Podcast. If you would like to follow our personal accounts, I am at that burb there. Burb with a B, like building two six. Hey. Keisha is at lady underscore snark, S-N-A-R-K. Keisha, are you tweeting about anything? Oh, I'm losing followers, apparently. Um, <laughs> bummer. Um, no, not really. Uh, a friend of mine started watching uh, Succession, and I lost my shit over that. So, because mm. it's great and wonderful, and I just I feel like I need to go YouTube that fucking last scene again from season two because it's like peak television. But yeah, 
Also, the show that will soon be the home of the tallest men on television. Because <laughs> not just Skarsgård, you got Brody. And two mm-hmm. of the regular cast members are tall as fuck as well. <laughs> Bunch of tall boys. Tall boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Check out the tall boys show. And, and little Kieran Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> he be small, but he be mighty. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't been tweeting. Let's continue. You can email us. We are <laughs> EclipsePod at gmail.com. But the mm-hmm. best way to get a hold of us is through the Discord. Come over there. Give us your opinions. Was it really Mohander who did the previously on? Because unlike last week, I'm not going to Google and look it up right now. So. <laughs> hey, you know. Let us know. Um, do you like Siler and Danko together? We sure do. Uh, if you don't, why? how does it feel to be so wrong? <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, how hot was Nathan in this episode? <laughs> on a scale of 10 to 10. <laughs> <laughs> on a scale of 10 to 20. <laughs> <laughs> that about wraps it up uh, if you are listening to us somewhere why don't you leave us a rating and a review that'd be cool but until next time bye bye goodbye everybody next time on Eclipsed Siler goes through lots of changes and Noah is determined to catch him in one of them Danko isn't as free of attachments as everyone once thought Mohinder gets a fun new hat And the Parkmans, both big and small, reunite. Tune in.